Welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of the Joy Anyhow Podcast, where my guest and I explore how we find and how we hold on to joy in the midst of any storm. I'm your host, Krista Robinson-Lyles. And today I am excited and grinning because I get to talk to someone that I adore, who is a beautiful, beautiful woman, beautiful spirit, and um, someone I always have really good conversation with in her coffee shop. (laughs) And I thought we should bring this to the audience so you listeners could hear. So with me today is Yogita Maduri, who has graciously given up her time today to talk to us about joy. So welcome, welcome, Yogi. Thank you, Krista. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. My name is Yogita Maduri, and I am a descendant from India, and I'm proud of it. Hmm. And all I have done a really good job. I feel that now that I have done a good job being of who I am, and that gives me joy for sure. So you're launching us right into it, right? I, I, I <laughs> and it gives me joy to talk to you, Krista, every time you come and visit me. It's amazing. You just bring me smile. Oh, and likewise. <laughs> and listeners, if you don't know, Yogi's Cafe is in Naperville, Illinois. So if you're anywhere nearby, Yogi offers the most scrumptious coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker and they all smell and look good, but I love the tea and the other beverages and she offers some pastries. So if you're anywhere near Yogi's Cafe, please feel free to stop by and you're guaranteed to get great conversation. (laughs) And that's, that's one of the things I love about you, Yogi, is that I remember the first time I came into your shop, I don't even know how I saw it. I guess I was just driving by. I did not know what you said. You were driving by, yes. But when I came in and you smiled and (laughs) (laughs) we just started talking and there's just a beautiful feeling that you have created in that cafe that, yeah, makes me want to come back there all the time. So listeners, I often go and work in Yogi's Cafe and I could spend hours there because it's such a welcoming place. And so Yogi and I often get into these life-changing conversations. (laughs) So we're going to bring some of that to you. And today, of course, we're talking about joy anyhow. So Yogi, before we started, we were kind of talking about this complicated way of trying to define or explain joy. What comes to mind or what do you think of when you think about joy or joy anyhow? Smile. Anybody smiles, it gives me joy. It it doesn't have to be just an event Mm. in life to happen. That smile itself makes like, okay, that person or that thing or the, the time that you spend that gives you that smile Mm. means It's something that's a joy, whether it's a small or a big one. Mm. It it's just awesome. Mm. And you give that. I mean, coming into your cafe, talking to you is like that. And I know we've also talked about times when joy doesn't feel really present, or at least it's difficult, or we're just talking about challenging things. Are there things that you want to share that really make it difficult for you to feel joyful? Are there times or events or experiences? 
I am very fortunate to have parents who have made every event mm-hmm. by explaining if it is a hardship or like it's a difficult times they said to us as kids always have hope mm. and the joy will come it's always hard work mm. discipline mm. and the hope that comes along and you will do fine mm. those things have stuck with me since childhood mm-hmm. my dad used to sit and explain things to us and that thing is still there with me and i think i share that with my daughter as well mhm and even with my niece and nephew and people have to realize joy is nothing but what you create mm. on a daily basis for me waking up is a joy mm. every day looking at the sun beautiful whether it's it's not there whether it's a gloomy day but i know the sun is shining on the other side mm. so i see the other side and feel like okay this is a good day mhm mm-hmm. i'm waking up to a good day <laughs> and i go to the coffee shop the first person he he or she there's a joy you know for me yeah yeah that's beautiful i mean this this thing about choosing joy and choosing to be joyful and seeing it in what we might call the little things but like yes. you said uh, for anyone who's not familiar if you live anywhere in illinois <laughs> you could forget about sun for most of <laughs> yes i yeah. agree uh-huh. i agree every time um my customers tell me oh today is such a gloomy day and uh, i keep thinking yes it is a gloomy day because of it's winter winter is doing its job what is it that you're doing you know what is it that we have to do we have to do our job mm. keep doing what you have to do and move on to the next day tomorrow you'll see the sunshine for sure mm. but complain about it doesn't make any sense to me mm. yes it's cold today it's really cold but that didn't stop me do the things that i have to do mhm you know i just you just have to bundle up and go on and do your thing and move on for the next day yeah i yeah. love that you're talking to me directly yogi because <laughs> I, am. i feel myself sometimes you know especially i mean the winter here but in general i can hear myself complaining sometimes or lamenting something that I don't want to do mm-hmm. and little bitty things that really aren't so little are one of the ways that I can pivot and say this is true as you just said it is cloudy it is cold and for me it might be I have heat in my house yes and that's a gift yes. you know and some people don't no. or on the roughest days when something's really going awry I might say okay You know what? I can move my fingers. Like that's <laughs> I agree. I agree. We have everything. And I feel like people who have everything, we we tend to complain a lot. Mm. And I feel slowly as I think as I am aging, 
aging in the sense, understanding life. Mm-hmm. I started to understand life for the past maybe 10 years. Mm. And complain doesn't take, I mean, I do complain. It's not like I don't complain. I do complain. <laughs> I'm a human being. But complaining for small things doesn't make any sense. Mm. Or complain about, you know, environmental thing. It doesn't make any sense either because it's not in our control. Mm. Do what you have to do every day. Mm-hmm. That's it. Keep going. This is our life. You choose what needs to be done. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so, Yogi, you said, you know, about 10 years ago, it sounds like you really at least either shifted or really kind of gathered together all this wisdom from your parents. But, yes. you know, you and I have talked about being what I call wise women, these women who have entered a certain age and had life experiences and start, and tell me if I if this does not represent what you've said, where we start caring less what other people think and really try to understand how we can just be present with who we are and what we have. And I think I heard you say that about 10 years ago, um, or at least for the last 10 years, you've really had this. Is there a story you want to share about the journey to where you are now? Or what was it 10 years ago that maybe helped you make the shift into how you can see life now? There was no story. It's just that there is like, I have gone through after my dad passed away, Mm. things have changed Mm. and in our lives. And we grew up faster because we had to, to survive, Mm. like to understand, okay, what is going to happen now? And my mother and us, we we are still like a strong fist, mm-hmm. you know, together. Mm-hmm. So that way we moved on with our lives. And probably from then on, we started to understand life, the actual life. Mm-hmm. And that changed me. And in the process, I had, you know, I got married to my husband and then my daughter was born, and as she was growing up, I have learned a lot from her. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, that's life-changing when your kids tell you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to you how, I mean, it, it opens up. They open your world to a yes. different side from what they are seeing it. And I started to realize, okay, I need to be a more of a mom than a strict parent, mm. which I am. But I have realized I cannot be that person. <laughs> Only, right? <laughs> yes. But I am strict in some yeah. ways. Uh, maybe it's the bra- background that I come from. So, mm. But other than that, yeah, there's nothing like a huge life changing or, I mean, my pass, dad passing away was a huge part for me because uh, I was a baby, you know, I was the only girl. Mm. I'm the only girl and I have two siblings, two brothers, and I was a baby to mm-hmm. him. That still bothers me that, you know, yeah. yeah. I know he would have been very proud. Oh. I have no doubt. Yeah. I have no doubt. And that I do think that's huge. I mean, in the sense of, you know, this awareness that you came into about 
how you could be your best self and how that could represent his teachings and the teachings from your mom. And so I'm certain he's very proud. And I was talking to someone the other day and she said, you know, everything is a lesson. Yes. Yes. Everything is a lesson. And in the moment, you may not recognize it. Like you may not, especially the hard ones, like the ones we wouldn't choose for ourselves, especially those and so what's the lesson in how we go about life if that's our gift to keep living? And that's, it's not easy. Yes. And it sounds like you've done it anyway. For me, lesson is respect. Mm. Respect has been an immense part of my life. Mm-hmm. My, our, my parents have said, always respect each other, no matter Mm -hmm. how, whether they're older to you or younger to you, respect. I feel that is lacking. Mm -hmm. I feel like once you respect each other, the discipline within you comes along Mm -hmm. and you will see the positive side. That's what I feel. Mm -hmm. People need to be more positive. Even when you're talking i have just i've just read an article about how on a daily basis we talk so many negative words mm. Mm. without us knowing yes so i was telling my family that from now on i will try my best to go around a no and explain you why I cannot say a no. Mm. For example, if my daughter asks me, can I have this candy? Instead of saying no. (laughs) (laughs) So over there, I'm getting the joy that I am doing the right thing. Yes. By saying, by being positive and giving her the answer Mm -hmm. of how not to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You understand what I mean? That's mm-hmm. that's a life changing for me. It like a week ago that was a life changing when I first realized, oh my God, we have been doing so wrong all these years. And it affects everything between you and I when we're talking. The positive is we tend to have positive thinking, but one negative word makes it 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 stops the track of yes. thought stops. Yes. Yeah, I you know, I can't I don't recall statistics well. I don't I mean I don't hold on to them. Mm-hmm. But I remember reading, I'm gonna forget the exact data, but basically I've read several times that you can have one hundred positive thoughts or affirmations mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. encounters mm-hmm. and what our brain tends to hold on to are the negative thoughts, the negative encounters. And I don't mean huge traumatic events, of course, but I mean, even small things or small slights or, you know, a negative comment or what you perceive as negative, how much our brains gravitate toward that. Right. And it's not that we shouldn't acknowledge when something's bothering us. It's, I think a question is, why does that bother me? Why does it matter so much to me? that someone said this or like to start asking ourselves some questions about what am I noticing versus holding on to that and internalizing it. Yeah. I agree. So what you talked about some lessons that you've learned from your daughter 
anything specific standing out? So this one from last week about how to reframe. Are there any other lessons you've learned that you want to share from her? Yes. She, one time, I was asking her to do her homework. Mm-hmm. And and I was upset that she was watching a video. I mean, it was, it was a good educational one, but I didn't want her to waste her time. You know, and then I said, I just yelled at her saying that, come on, you need to do this. Mm-hmm. And the next day she told me, mom, yelling doesn't make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) I will have it done. Whether you yell at me or not, I will have it done. If you would have said in a better way, probably I would have switched off that thing. And I would have, you know, then it made me made a sense. If a kid is able to understand that part, the yelling part doesn't make any sense. Mm. Why? And it's not about me. It's about mm. her. Mm-hmm. Why am I making it about me when, mm. I'm, when I'm telling her? So I have decided, okay, it's about you. It's going to be about you. So I try my best right now that are you going to finish it? So how is it going to affect you? Does it take you an hour more off of your sleep? You being tired in the mornings? So yeah. Think about that. And now she gets it, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That has, it's a, and that was a life lesson to me. Mm. And it give, did give me a joy that my daughter is going in the right track. Yes. <laughs> they, if we listen, Oh my goodness. If we I listen, think we have to hear out. Yes. Everyone, not only our kids. Yes. But I think we have to hear each other out. Mm. Not listen, but we all listen. But hearing out is yeah. what and processing it in a right way rather than just, oh my God, she is telling me not to do this. <laughs> you know, instead of that, I would rather say, why? She, what made her say this to me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she did notice it. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think you know. You, I agree that that our that kids can teach us so much. Yes. And I will try to only speak for myself and say <laughs> that <laughs> as an adult and as a parent, I have noticed times, many times, when my frustration with what my daughter or son is or is not doing is a frustration. I want something for them, but it's often tied to another frustration. So I've had a long day or I'm tired or I, you know, and then it came to you though. It's not about them. Exactly. Exactly. But they get it right. They, I turn that. So all my frustration, you know, builds up. And to your point, how can we be in communication conversation with them in a way that is firm and says, no, these are expectations. Like, I'm not just telling you can do whatever you want, but also to teach them a life lesson. And that's hard for me because on the other side of maybe my daughter not doing her homework at a decent hour is me knowing she's going to be tired. And then, you know, just the snowball. We know that. Yes. And they need to learn it. Yes. Yes. I'm slowly learning that they have to learn by themselves. Yes. Yes. Some of them that they need to learn. So yes. she she does sleep early now. 
she knows that she has to wake up early and go to school. And then college is going to change. Yes. Totally change. <laughs> yes, exactly. They don't get it. So no. let them not get it. Let them have the joy, whatever joy that they're having right now. Let them have it. Exactly. Well, and I, I so agree because they will find out. That's my thing. They will find out. And it's not, I don't hear you saying, don't teach them anything. I hear you no, saying, no, no, no. teach them. Teach them. Yeah. As parents, I feel like we need to say it all the time, whether, but with patience. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I'm learning right now. I'm not an expert, but I am learning. Yes. Telling them every day, one time, <laughs> but that that thing will go in their mind. Yes. Forever. That will go. No, no, no. <laughs> I was thinking what your daughter said is so critical and instructive because her saying, if you had said it this way, I might have heard it differently. To have that yes. awareness. Yes. Now, I will say that my kids, that might be true and it might not. They still might ignore it sometimes. It just depends on what it is. But I still think that most people don't want to be yelled at or talked to in a way that's abrasive. And the question is, does a situation really warrant that? And if you are so, so stressed, and I understand why we are, or so distanced from joy that that's what comes out, it is received in a certain way. And we're teaching the kids something, whether we want to or not, right? We're either, we're teaching them something. We as parents do not teach our kids how to be joyful. Hmm. We do not. We we say, oh, going to a movie or going to a restaurant mm. or having new clothes or going for shopping is joy. But them doing something is like when you say, oh, you did this, good job. That's it. But there is no joy. Like, there is no exchange of, oh, you know, we're not sharing the joy. Mm. As together, it's it's more of a words exchange. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're not te- as as a mom. I need. I should have taught her. Like we are joyous people. We're enjoying this part. the The energy that we have right now. Mm-hmm. That's the joy that we're having. But I did not teach her, and now I'm understanding. Why I did not. These are the things on a daily basis I see, and I tr- I'm trying to understand how should I do it yeah. as a parent. And I try my best, even at the cafe, to do this when customers mm-hmm. come in. And I think I have learned a lot from my customers too, from looking at them and how they communicate with their kids mm-hmm. and how how they struggle with their kids and how they struggle in general life or, you know, what makes them happy. So these, it's all psychology at the end Mm -hmm. of the day. As long as, as long as we communicate the right way, I think the joy is right there. Yeah. I I think, you know, and you're saying something so important about parents, many of us being in the struggle to find our own joy or to at least be aware of it. And I mean, I think it's such a difficult position when we live in a world where what gets rewarded is material gain and degrees and competition, right? And hierarchies and how much we can achieve over someone else. And 
I don't know how many people find that truly joyful, gratifying maybe, but if joy is about something that no one can take away, that doesn't come Mm -hmm. from anything external, then we're not learning. So we're conditioned as adults to not think that way, which Mm -hmm. means often we might translate to our children that same drive. And I catch myself, I really do catch myself sometimes. And I try to listen to what I'm saying to my kids and what I'm modeling, right? About what it means to live a full life, like to live into your highest self, to to achieve your soul's purpose and to, to be who you're put on this earth to be. And at the same time, I'm saying, earn all A's and score high on this test and get into this school. And like, That's what I tell my daughter, that she's very driven towards, you know, having a good education for herself. I told her one time, why do you not just don't study? I don't mind if you fail. Mm. I do not mind if you fail. But see the joy that, you know, like you need to see the joy of failing too. Mm. You need to understand what failure is. Failure Mm. is nothing but another step to move forward. Yes, yes. Not going down. You have understood more now actually than before. Yes. Failure, I have failed in many things in my life, but I I was very good at extracurricular activities, but rather than the academic, you know, academic stuff. But when I was growing up, I was very weak in so many subjects. And the pressure was on from my parents that you have to do certain things, certain way, but I still failed. And uh, when I came here and I started to do, go to college and everything, kids grow then I realized they grow in different times. Yes. You cannot put pressure on your kids. Some grow faster. Some understand faster. Some do not. Even though you're in 10th grade, you might be an 8th grader mentally. Mm-hmm. Physically, you might look ten, you know, 10th grader. But at the end of the day, but by the time they're catching up, they're failing. Mm-hmm. We should not have the frustration. We should feel that and feel for the kid saying that, okay, I will not be disappointed with you, but I will teach you how to get there Mm. rather than say, you have done this. No, no, no. That's why I tell my daughter, Mm -hmm. try to fail one time. It's okay. It's okay. You will know that that the depth of failure, but there is so much joy in that. And if I did not fail then, probably I would not be here now. The urge of making something happen for myself, me creating something, you know, I always had the urge of, okay, I have to do something, but the time was not right. It Mm. was right. So even then people saw me, oh, she she didn't do anything. She's a housewife, you know, you know, she's just a housewife. She's not even a engineer or a doctor or a designer, whatever it is that people do. It never happened. I did my education. I got married. I had my kid and now I have a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. If I didn't fail in my high school, mm. and I'm very proud to say that right now. <laughs> When I was not, I don't think I would have traveled all these 
all the time, all yes. the way, and be here and talking to you on a podcast, which I never thought I would be talking about. <laughs> so, yes, failure is okay. Mm. And there's a joy to it. Trust me. And people who are listening to this, it is okay to fail in life. Life is so beautiful. It teaches you how to stay strong and move forward. That's the best feeling. That's the, that's the joy that I have now. Mm. That, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, I am okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People have said so many things to me. My friends said so, so many things. Oh, she failed, you know. But that's okay. At that time, there's pressure, mm-hmm. but go ask help with your parents or with your peers. I think you will not regret that for sure. Mm-hmm. You will mm-hmm. not. So that, or if you're strong enough to move forward, keep going, keep going. Somewhere in the long line in your life, things will happen. Yogi, that's so unorthodox. And I love it. I love it. Right. Because when... When do we really, I'll, I'll only talk about America since that's what I know best, but when do we talk about, except in small circles, about the power of failure, like the power of learning? I don't mean never getting a chance, always being in a struggle. I don't mean that constant struggle. I mean, having moments where we don't feel like we've met an expectation because then we get a chance to say, well, whose expectation was it? And exactly. It is not yourself. Yes. It is somebody else's expectation that you're trying to fulfill. Mm. But at the end of the day, who is teaching you what? Yes. Are you teaching yourself? Are you pulling yourself out of it? Mm -hmm. Why is the surrounding people having so much effect on you? The negative Why do you have to take the negative part of it? Why can't you pull yourself out of the negativity and break through and see the positive side of your life? Yes. People need to learn to stay positive at any given day, any given time. For example, at the COVID time, not one person used to come at the coffee shop. Yes. I had days where I was standing there and expecting that one person to come in and nobody used to come but when that one person came in the joy was like oh my gosh you know you are god to me (laughs) and that's the positive that one person took the courage to come in Mm. at the time of covid Mm -hmm. and slowly the word went out that yogi is serving you know you can go in and you know take the coffee, people started coming in. And I told everyone at that time, take it one day at a time. Mm. Do not plunge in the next five years or next one whole year. Mm -hmm. Take one day at a time. Today, that's it. Yes. See the joy that you are able to be with your family, which you don't get to see that. You will be with your family all day, you know, play games, talk to them, talk to them about COVID, talk to them about being together, Mm -hmm. you know, have fun. 
this is what I used to tell people. Mm-hmm. But they were so into COVID yeah. because they were watching so many things around the negative part of it. Yeah. They couldn't stay the positive. The positive side is you are there with you, with each other. Mm-hmm. Kids are with you. You're safe. We are safe. Mm-hmm. That's the positive side of it. And mm-hmm. it's the joy of it. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. People now, I think, miss that. <laughs> now it's like, oh, my God, I have to go to work. I want to work from home. I want to see my kids, you know. Yeah. Now they miss it. Well, you know, and I was thinking as you were saying that, that there are, that is that was my experience of trying to waver between worry about family and friends and also really trying to cherish my family. But that's also because I have a very loving family. Yes. I mean, I'm not in an abusive relationship. Right. I'm not in a home where I'm not safe. I'm not economically right. challenged. So right. I think the the wisdom of when you have that safe haven already and we get yes. so busy, how do we honor it? And when you don't have that, you said this about your journey, when you are in a place where you feel like you're failing or maybe it's that you're not safe, who can you turn to? Like yes. who... And I think that's where some people really struggle is if they don't have someone to turn to or to ask for support. And I really wish that we lived in a world where that was the norm. It's okay to say, I'm not okay, or I'm struggling, or this doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, yeah. You have to say you're not okay. It is okay to say that. Yeah, yeah. It makes you a better person. It, it is actually the positive side of it that's coming out by saying, I'm not okay today, so can we talk about it? Yes. That is the positive sign, if you think about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think you create that space in your coffee shop, right? Not that people are just coming and laying all their troubles down, but I think... It the- is not trouble. It is. I feel like it is not trouble. It is more of a communication it is Mm -hmm. more on the side I learn from them which is a positive thing and when I say something to them I think they take it as positive and it it it's both ways are is the same thing you know it's there's no negative part to it Mm. at the end of the day Mm -hmm. so that spark is my joy with each person (laughs) whether it's two minutes or an hour or whatever it is that's the spark for me. And that gives me the energy and that gives me the fun side of it. Mm -hmm. I enjoy every part of it from the time I open the place Mm -hmm. until the end I close the place. I say, thank you for the day. Mm -hmm. Thank you to everyone who came, who took time, who comes in on a daily basis for a cup of coffee Mm -hmm. and who wants to talk to me Yes. No, that gives me the joy. Well, and I think, you know, we've talked about this before. I think it's because you're so receptive and you have such a welcoming energy that people feel like they can come in and maybe rather than just saying, are you saying, how are you doing? And they saying, I'm fine when they're really not fine. You can tell, you can tell when they say I'm fine because my back is to their front. When, when, and I turn, is everything okay? Are you sure everything is okay? Yeah, and yeah. that's when they talk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, you don't have to share the depth of it, but I feel like they want to talk. Yeah. If 
if they want to talk, it's fine. If they don't want to talk, that's fine too. And I say that today is going to be a good day. Trust yeah. me, it's going to be a good day. Yeah. I smile. You know, sometimes I ask them, sometimes when they don't want to share, I don't want, I, I don't expect them to share. But mm-hmm. when there is a vibe of something that, you know, that's so much heavy in their heart, I said, would you like a hug? Aww. And yeah. they say, yes, Yogi, I need a hug today. Mm-hmm. And I go and give her, them a hug. And that's it. Yes. I think a hug makes a difference. Mm-hmm. People need to hug each other. People need to talk to each other. That's the joy of it mm-hmm. in life. People need to communicate. Call your parents. Call your kids. Whether they're in, they they say that you're annoying or not, it doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> Text them that I'm happy today that I spoke to you, you know. Yeah, you're actually leading into the, the thing I was going to ask, which is what is it that the world really needs now? I mean, as you see it, so you said we need to talk more to each other and listen more to each other and take time to cherish what we have and be grateful and as I'm thinking about all that happens in the world on a daily basis, are there other things you think that the world really, really needs now? Respect. Mm, you did say that. I yes. will say that over and over again. Respect each other is is immensely important mm-hmm. because we all come from different spaces and different timeline mm-hmm. and different cultures. If you don't respect that, what kind of a background that we have come from? The whole world is melting right now. Like It's like a melting pot. Everybody knows it. You know, everybody's moving around. It's not like before where 20, 30 years ago, where it was like the traveling part was constricted. Mm -hmm. Only very, like less people used to travel, but now everybody's traveling. Yeah. So if you, there's no respect each other's culture or each other's thoughts than each other's space there's respect trust and this this is what i think and i do this three things all the time my my dad taught me that long time ago and that stayed with me and i think i want to have a little bit of change i want to change the space that I am in, the coffee shop. I want to make that change in that place. Mm -hmm. I hope I do that as long as I am there. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you do it, Oyogi. You have this magic about you. (laughs) (laughs) Magic is coffee. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, there's something you put in that coffee. I I think think that, I, I can't speak for other people, but my witnessing to the energy in your place is that even if people don't want or think they need or ask for a hug, or even if they don't open up in conversation, I think there is something in the way that you greet people and look people in the eye and really just have a human connection that creates what it is you say you want. And so I want to go back to your story a little bit, because you said, you know, you didn't you didn't succeed rather by the standards of school. In other words, you weren't necessarily the top student. 
how did you find your spark that really let you know this is what you were destined to do or one of the things? What was it? What shifted? How did you get to this, that space where you're like, you know what? I know what I'm supposed to do and I'm going to do it. My passion is always cooking. That brings family together, people Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. And my family did that a lot. And that's how I grew up. And as a woman, that's what I learned. Okay, women can make people comfortable by cooking. Mm -hmm. And everybody used to be around the kitchen and talking and all that. And then as a housewife, I start, I cook every day. Mm -hmm. And then when I had my kid, I learned how to bake because what if her, what if her friends come over? (laughs) I need to bake. So I learned how to bake. And then slowly as, as she started to get older and then I realized I need to do something else for myself. That's when I said, okay, to my husband, I want to work. I know I'm older, mm-hmm. not any younger. Uh-huh. And then at the age of 42, I think I started, I worked for a year, I know, eight months or so. And then I said, okay, the, the place that I worked, they closed. And then I said, okay, I told my husband, this is something, it's my calling. Yes. I need to open this coffee shop. And it took me a year and a half to open. And then I opened and I patiently waited for the customers to come in. (laughs) And even though it was frustrating, but then the patience of waiting for that person to come in made me learn that life does not, you know, when you create something, it does not have to be all like, oh, it's going to be fun, you know, everything is going to come over. No, you have to have the patience. Yes. And I think I do have the patience for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot for me to (laughs) snap. (laughs) Good for you, Yogi. (laughs) Well, if you are, I think if you are in a hospitality business. Yes. I think you need to have a lot of patience. That's why I'm not. That's why I'm not. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Well, but I always um, felt like I wanted to serve something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but I always wanted to give something to people. Mm-hmm. It was always, I felt that all the time, mm-hmm. even when I was a kid or, you know, even as an adult. Now. I, I make it happen every day, which you is do. which is awesome. <laughs> That's my joy. Every cup that I make, coffee, tea, whatever it is, I pour my heart out. You do. I do. And, and I want people to know that it's the joy that I bring in every cup. And I, I try to serve that to you guys. Yes. You know, whether it's in the house, even at home when I make coffee, all of my heart, I make it. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's just who you are. And I I love that you are talking about being 42 and saying... There's I'm not 42. No, no, not anymore. When you were 42. <laughs> you are graced with age even more. And, but being 42 and deciding that you wanted to work, but then saying there's a difference between working and finding my passion 
yes. and doing what I have been called to do. And it's yes. like age didn't have a limit on that and couldn't no. constrain you. Exactly. And maybe you needed those other anchors and those other experiences to, yes. to be able to do what yes. you do now. And so I love that you're just saying, this is, this is my journey. Yes. This is what I did. And especially that you learned some things along the way, even when it, to other people, it didn't look glossy in the way that they might have, you know, your path yes. isn't everybody's path. No. So I'm looking at our time and we only have a few minutes. It always goes so fast, <laughs> but a couple more things I'd love to know. I wonder if there are any practices that you have in terms of really staying centered or joyful? Are there things that you do on a regular basis that are rituals or routines that you yes. like to talk about? Every person needs a routine. Everyone needs a ritual to get up in the morning, say thank you, all the surroundings to your parents and get up, do your chores, do your things that you need to do and move on with life. Mm. That I think, and with a positive attitude, mm. don't get any kind of negative stuff. It, yes, you have a lot of work. At the end of the day, I do have a lot of work. I have to do so many things, come home, cook and clean. Yes, but that is what you're living for. There is no other choice you have. If you had a choice, you would have been a, like in a different world, probably. <laughs> as a human being, the choice is what you chose as a path. So you move on. You took that path. Fulfill that path. Do not digress. Mm -hmm. That will make you miserable. Mm -hmm. You might think that there's another better way. No. If you're doing this, keep going. If you're unhappy, keep going. That unhappiness will move forward. I mean, in the sense, there's something that's going on in your life right now that will pass. Mm. Whatever it is, every, everything shall pass, you know. The difficult time or a happy time, it will pass and it gives you a lot of, what do you say, experience. Yes. And when you sit back and say, that's the joy you get when you think about it. Hey, I did this, you That's know. That's right. Yeah. I may have thought that it was a difficult time, mm -hmm. but it's it's a small part of my life. And now you smile and say, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was, you know, that the idea that there's always gratitude in something. And I I sometimes get stuck when I think about that because I think about people who are going through extreme difficulties or challenges, mm -hmm. um, you know, health issues or the loss of a child or, right. or anything. And I think what I don't want people to misunderstand for me anyway, is that I'm not saying that everything is joyful. And you didn't say that no. either. There are some difficult, even if I look yes. at what's happening in the world, some horrific things, but it's also not a, like there will always be sorrow as part of the human experience yes. that doesn't excuse it. It doesn't make it okay, but neither do I personally want to get so stuck in the bad things or the horrible things or the sad things that I lose sight of the joyful things too. Yes. And yes. it's not always easy to remember though. So like you said, if you wake up in the morning or if you're someone who works a night shift and you get up at night, yes. whatever. No, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. when they're doing night shift, they have a different schedule, but yeah. you have to do it no matter what. That's right. To, so a practice. To move forward. Yes. About the sorrow that you said. I wanted to say something on that. Sure. 
where there is good, there is bad. Where there is joy, there is always sorrow. Yes. But that does not stay the same. It keeps moving. That's what I'm saying. You need to move forward. Don't step back. You keep moving forward no matter what it is, whether it's a bad situation or a good situation. Keep moving forward mm. and keep looking for the next day. You know, the day needs you. The night needs you. You need them too. Day and night and the sun, moon, everything. Yes. So just be you and be happy and be positive. Positive mm-hmm. thinking is is um is is so important in life. Mm-hmm. There's so much, so much here, Yogi, that we could speak volumes about. I think we could actually choose so many different topics and like have a conversation just about kids or just about gratitude or just about. Oh yes, <laughs> it's on and on. And I really appreciate the way that you just came with your authentic self and showed up exactly as you are. And I really appreciate, you know, your willingness to say there have been some challenges in your life yes. and and to talk about how you navigate them and that you bring all of that into the Yogi's Cafe. And such- I don't want to propaganda about Yogi's Cafe. You know what I mean? Like I am doing this podcast because it's not about Yogi's Cafe at the end of the day. It's about joy. And Krista, you asked me and I said yes. If it was somebody else, I'm like, I don't know. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> no, I don't want to put out Yogi's Cafe out there. Yogi's Cafe, people have to, they have to know themselves what Yogi's Cafe is. Yes. And come to Yogi's Cafe. Yes, yes. It's This is not an advertisement. No, it is not. But Yogi, let me tell you something. Don't sell yourself short. This is not an advertisement and there's no way we could get on here and talk about you or joy without Yogi's Cafe, right? Because that is something you were destined to do. So it's not self-aggrandizing to say, this is what you bring. This is your heart and soul that you pour into it. And I don't know everyone's experience who comes through that door. Mm -hmm. I know my sense of the energy Mm-hmm. and experience. And I know why so many people return consistently. <laughs> so no, it's not a commercial. But the point is, what I heard you say is the cafe is one way that yes. joy shows up in your life, that you give joy, that you receive joy. And yes. it came, it was a hard fought journey, right? It, yes. it, there were a lot of things along the way. So yes. I appreciate your humility. And um- <laughs> I Let it go. want to say something okay. before we leave. Mm-hmm. My daughter the other day, she told me, Mom, sometimes I feel that Yogi's Cafe is, the, an, is an extension of your kitchen. You know, this is you're expanding your kitchen and, it's, and you're welcoming everyone every day <laughs> in your house. You know, it's like that's how... You are no different from home to, you know, at, at work. Yes. But, but you're more professional at work. But here, it's like, <laughs> I was like, wow, if my kid can see that, I yes. think, I hope other people see that way too. Yes. And that's exactly what I mean. She said it so much better, right? <laughs> like out of the mouth of babes. That's exactly it. You are bringing your whole self because you found your calling. Yes. You give everything you have there. And you also found your calling as a mother, right? And as a wife, and you give everything there. And it is an extension in a beautiful, joyful way. Yes. And 
I just want people to know you're there and to come and visit and to experience for themselves. And that's, that's just what it is. That's just what it is. Oh my God. I feel so happy. Yeah. And me too. Listen, listeners, when Yogi said she would join this podcast, I was so excited because Yogi, I I was excited too. When you asked me, I'm like, (laughs) Whoa, I'm going to be on podcast. My daughter was saying, mom, you should ask this person. A lot of people said you should ask a famous person. This and that's not what I want. Oh, I said that too. (laughs) I know you did. We talked about this. We'll get back to that. But what I really want, at least at the start, are people that I have come to know and adore because they're authentic because none of us has all the answers and because I just enjoy talking to these people. So every one of these women is someone I could talk to for hours. Yes, And that's what I wanted. And if other people come in and they're famous, as you and I talked about, (laughs) that's fine. You know what that is, but that was never my goal. And you're doing a great job. I really, really appreciate this. When you said that you have become a podcaster, I'm like, wow. (laughs) So good. It's amazing. Yes. So are you. And I really thank you. I really appreciate Yogi's Cafe. I appreciate you because you are the cafe. And I appreciate your energy and wisdom and all the love you give to everyone who walks through the door and for your time today. I I receive so much love too. Mm -hmm. Because you give it. Yeah. Give and receive. It goes both ways. It goes both ways. It really does. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. For your time, you so Yogi. Yes, yeah, I appreciate too. it. I hope to see you at the cafe. Oh, you know you will. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening. I hope that you are taking away some really interesting nuggets from what Yogi shared with us. She talked about joy as nothing but what you create on a daily basis. And she talked a lot about grief and moving through it with community and gratitude, and also about the need to really do more than listen to each other, but to really hear other people. And finally, Yogi talked about the joy of failure and the power in understanding how failure helps us take another step forward so that we can understand more than we actually did before we failed. Thank you so much for joining. Until next time. If you'd like more resources for finding and holding on to joy, check out my website at joyanyhow.com. There you'll find a list of podcasts and resources and organizations that I love, as well as an option to sign up for the monthly newsletter. One of the resources I'm proud to lift up is inclusivetherapist.com where you can find a variety of ways to get matched with a therapist as well as resources for your mental health. It is so critical that we all work for and support equitable access to mental health. And this organization seems like a perfect step in the right direction. I am not a therapist, but I am a woman on a joy journey, and I'm inviting you to come along. I'm Krista Robinson-Lyles, your host for the Joy Anyhow podcast. May we all be well and may joy be our anchor in liberation.